welcome once again to another episode of SLMA Radio. Brought to you on behalf of the thousands and thousands of members of the Sales Lead Management Association. If it has to do with sales lead management or sales lead marketing, it probably starts here with the SLMA Radio Show. This week, our host is Daryl Prale, who brings with him a new program, regular program on this show, Inside Sales. Hey, Daryl. Thank you, Paul. Paul is our announcer on the Inside, Inside Sales program, and our program today is all about what do you need to know if you are a brand new sales development rep. How you doing, folks? My name is Daryl Prell. I'm your host. I'm the Chief Marketing Officer with VanillaSoft, and this is our inaugural episode. You are part of episode number one, so congratulations for that auspicious moment. And I knew with episode number one, I had to have both a topic that resonated with a large crowd, as well as a guest expert equal to the task of stepping up and joining us. So with that, guess what? I did that. I managed to secure the amazing Lori Richardson. Now, if you don't know Lori, let's multitask. Go on LinkedIn, check her out, follow her, same on Twitter. She's huge. But let me give you the official background. Lori Richardson is founder of sales consultancy Score More Sales, where she helps company leaders fix sales team issues to grow more revenues. She's the voice for more women in sales. And I, and I love that. I so love this cause. And she's also the president of Women's Sales Pros, chartered to get more women into BBB sales and sales leadership roles in companies with male majority sales teams. Now, this is one of the main reasons I invited Lori today. In Lori's technology and financial services sales career, she has worked for 23 different sales managers. And she has helped onboard over a 1,000 SDRs BDRs and AEs in a three-year period. Her new book, She Sells, She Leads, will be available in September. Lori, welcome to the show. Daryl, it is an honor to be here. I'm I'm uh, thrilled to be your first guest. Oh, right, no pressure. Right, don't don't worry about screwing it up. You know, right. <laughs> you know, have a legacy that'll be out there forever, and everybody in the industry will mock you. Other yes. than that. All right, so the show is Inside, Inside Sales, where we get really behind the scenes and we get down and dirty. We're not really talking big picture strategy here. We're talking just the day-to-day machinations of how you be successful. And, you know, here at VanillaSoft, this is actually the inspiration for the show. We're hiring like nuts. And it dawned on me, you know, I'm trying to put myself back in the shoes of when I first began my career. When you first begin your career, everything's new. And you're not quite sure. You don't have enough world experience at the role to be successful, to know what's right and what's wrong. And so I thought, you know, we should tackle that. And then what I can do is I can make my new hires listen to this program. So that's kind of making two birds, one stone. The question I had for you, let's just start with the, the fun stuff that, you know, people play on YouTube over and over again because it's just so crazy. You want to watch it. Talk to me about some of the common mistakes that brand new sales development reps make that you've seen over your tenure? Well, I'd like to talk about successes as well as mistakes, but um, if we must start with mistakes, let's do that. I, I would say that the number one thing that a new sales rep, and when I say sales rep, it could be an SDR, BDR, account executive, the first thing that 
I hear, and, and I've heard this from so many people, is they'll say, just tell me what to do. Just tell me exactly what to do and I'll do that. And, and I think the problem with that is that, you know, learning is a process and, and you can't just say, boom, here, do exactly these things and you'll, you'll be great. We can definitely give guidance. We can give playbooks. You know, we can give instruction, but there's a certain amount of learning that just happens as you go along. And I think patience is what's really important. I also think that if you ask 10 people in the company exactly what someone should do, they'd get, you know, at least eight, nine, maybe 10 different answers. So I think that new reps need to be selective about whose advice that they take. Um, I'll never forget Tony Robbins taught me that success leaves clues. So look for the most successful people in your job and learn what they're doing. And I think that that's some of the best advice I can give. In addition to being being a sponge and being open to learning and new ideas. So how do you define the most successful people? Is it purely the people who are generating the most, you know, sales activity or closing the most deals? Like, Because that can be open to interpretation. Yeah, it could be open interpretation, but usually people be, you know, they'll point somebody out. Everybody knows who the top reps are in most companies. And it's for a variety of reasons. It's not just the numbers they hit. Or, you know, occasionally there is that person that hits their numbers, but has, you know, unbelievably horrible social skills and, you know, just hard to work with internally. So I think that there, there needs some guidance on that. But look, you know, as a, as a new rep yourself, just look to see who is upbeat, successful, happy to be there, killing it, you know, doing really well. That, those are the people I always look to when I was new in a company. You, you just can't understand everything when you walk in the door. And so by looking at the people who I would like to see are, you know, the, the up, upbeat, pleasant, happy to be working there, folks that are hitting their numbers. Those are the people I look to. Now, what about if it's a smaller organization, perhaps a startup, and you may be the only SDR or there are only maybe a handful of you, and perhaps it's too early to look for that person uh, you should, you know, look at as a mentor. So what yeah. then, How, where do you get your inspiration from them to approach your job for optimal success? Yeah, I think sometimes you have to look outside of your organization. Uh, look for a peer that is in, in a role that you have. It's never been easier than now because you can find people in your neighborhood, you know, geographically that who also are on LinkedIn who are doing similar roles. Or you can find someone in your company who doesn't have that role, but they have a leader mindset and they can help you with the culture of the company, help you with how to do internal, uh, deal with internal issues and things like that. It, it's, you may have multiple people that you look to for, for inspiration and ideas at, based on what the, the item is that you're trying to master. So now you talked about there could be 10 different opinions of what your role is. So how do you approach that? You know, do you identify just with your boss or, 
or do you actually go and say there's a variety of stakeholders in the organization, um, maybe sales, maybe marketing, maybe support, I don't know, uh, and actually go and consult with them, spend time with them, break bread with them, have a coffee with them, and ask them what their expectations are of you. Like, like how's the best approach you've seen work to, to figure it all out and to figure out perhaps if there's a disconnect and it, should, it needs to be dealt with? Yeah, I think that the more times you've done this, the more time, the more you have a bigger vision of who you should talk to, that there are multiple people in an organization that will impact your success in the beginning, especially if it's first job out of college or, you know, you're fairly new in sales, uh, we'll hope that your manager, your sales manager is someone who can give you the lay of the land, tell you what your job is. Uh, ultimately, in its essence, a sales position is to increase revenues. And so at the end of every day, you can look in the mirror. You know, you don't need anyone else to tell you this, just to think to yourself, you know, what did I do today that's going to lead us to more revenues in, in the near term? So that will help you to stay on track, to pick up the phone, to make that extra call, to send an email, you know, to get connected, to get referred, to build your referral network, doing things that actually will lead to more revenues in, in the near term as opposed to the long term. What about activity, right? So one of the things you, you hear a lot of people complain that a lot of the SERs are taking way too long to research their their prospects before they reach out to engage them. And if they are, they're, they're hiding behind email or social and afraid to pick up the phone. Talk to me about some of those common mistakes you see. Yeah, I have seen it many times where people will say, you know, I sent something out and I didn't hear back from anyone. And that's when I would say, well, do you have their phone number? Can you give them a call? There's nothing quicker in a lot of cases than to pick up the phone and call someone. And I would encourage people to learn about a multifaceted strategy in prospecting to be more successful and to use tools such as VanillaSoft's tool, for example, and others to help them to maximize their time. Because we don't want to waste time, but we also want to have enough knowledge and insight to to sound intelligent when you call someone or when you reach out to them. Do you see them making mistakes around objection handling? Because I, mean, I had an experience just the other day, someone called me, um, I picked up the phone and they were shocked to get somebody live on the call. You could tell it was hilarious. Don't you love they, talking to someone that's prospecting you? I, I love it. It was hilarious. And they were, um, they were flustered, but then they, they got their picked up the groove and, and away they went. And we had a brief conversation. And afterwards I reflected upon that and I thought, good for him. But now I'm curious to see, you know, will he follow through on it? Um, do, do you find a lot of the new SDRs have difficulty with, shall we say, making the scripts their own and, and, and really making sure they understand the product and their value, their, their, their value prop and their differentiation from the competition before they engage? Or do they spend too much time focused on that and supposed to just getting out there and just learning by experience? The short answer is yes, I think it's a struggle and it goes more toward their training and onboarding than anything else. I mean, you can't fault a sales rep for being new and, and not knowing all the objections that they'll be dealing with and knowing, you know, the best strategies and the best things to say when they're on a call or in, or they're wording an email. So I really hold the onboarding process accountable and the, you know, ultimately it's a leadership issue. Sales reps need to understand who their buyer is. 
And if I could say anything, you know, that people would remember, it would be to learn more about your buyer than you think you should know about. Learn who your buyer's customers are. Learn what industries they're in. You know, the title of the people that you're talking to. What are their issues? And if you can do that and work on that, perfect that over time, then everything else will, will come together. You know, you, you have to have a clear value proposition of what it is that you're looking to help people buy. And if you have a clear understanding of that and a clear understanding of the market, all the rest will fall into place. All right. So with that, all the rest going to fall into place. We're going to take a place right now for a brief commercial message, but we'll be back shortly. So don't go anywhere. CRM was designed for managing relationships. Sales engagement is designed for starting them. Current stats indicate that sales reps only contact new leads about 50% of the time, really. And they make less than two attempts to follow up and contact them after that first call. Well, obviously they're using the wrong tool to engage sales prospects. It's not CRM. You need a sales engagement platform like VanillaSoft. It allows you to rapidly turn marketing qualified leads into sales qualified leads. And we all know that's a big difference. According to user reviews, VanillaSoft will increase your pipeline and productivity by three times or more. So blow your quota out of the water. How? By ensuring each new sales lead isn't just called, they're engaged within seconds. Persistently, patiently, and with a cadence that is optimal for your prospects. Don't let your sales leads fall into that big black hole. Take your lead engagement and sales qualification out of your CRM system and put it in something like VanillaSoft. Check it out. It's simple, it's usable, and it's there waiting for you right now. VanillaSoft.com. Just like it sounds, VanillaSoft.com. All right, we are back. Uh, when we left, Lori, we were talking about um, how to, you know, basically some of the great important habits to establish, how to get yourself connected with, shall we say, the mentor that you should uh, model in the organization, uh, how to establish alignment with those who influence your success. That's probably a good segue. What can a new SDR do to position themselves for, for success? So perhaps it's a little different than, shall we say, the the, the blocking and tackling about you making calls and sending emails. Are there other things they can do that we've not talked about to make sure that they are successful? In other words, for example, is there a 100-day plan or something to that effect? Well, Daryl, we know that people who are lifelong learners turn out to be um, better at most positions that they're in. And so if you can make time to be a learner, in other words, learn the things that you need to know to be successful in your job. I would have a notepad or an app open where I could record something that I didn't understand today that I need to learn more about and just keep kind of a running log so you don't get tied down stopping and starting. It's another thing that's really important is to understand that every time you're interrupted, every time you stop what you're doing, which is very common in a sales role, we stop and start all the time. and Start jotting things down. If you have a question for your boss, jot three of them down before you go and ask them so that you're almost batching your answers and batching your information uh, if it's possible to do that, if it's not extremely time sensitive. Um, make time to review. 
uh, make time to think, uh, fail fast. And, and like I said, be, I always thought of myself as a student of productivity, a student of psychology, student of selling, student of negotiation. If you can have that mindset that you're learning makes it a lot easier to sell and, and you can fail and you can get right back up and, you know, I'm not going to say that uh, to the next person I talked to, whatever I said that, you know, cause that conversation to go south. Um, but instead learn from it and then, and do better as you go along. You're really hitting on an important part. You know, it's like professional athletes. So much of their success is not on their execution of the, uh, of the tactics. It's more about the, what's in their head between their ears. And I've seen so many people, myself there when I was younger, who would hesitate to ask those questions uh, for fear of looking um, unprepared, uh, incompetent, not qualified, uh, and, did, and I did myself a disservice. Do you see this often? Like, how do you train new SDRs to have the courage and have the conviction to ask the hard questions so that you have the answers and next time you hit a home run? Yeah, that's, uh, I'm glad you said that. That's why I named the company Score More Sales because of the parallel. Uh, I had a um, professional athlete in my family and I saw, as many of us do, the parallels between successful salespeople and professional athletes. And you, the mind is so important. If you lose today, you got to get up tomorrow to play the game to win. And I, agree with you wholeheartedly that that is very critical. The problem is you can't teach everyone to change their attitude. And you, and if someone has something inside of them that causes them to want to um, be liked uh, rather than be respected, if they have other issues inside them that, that have them, they have a hard time with rejection, um, I can't train that. I can only give them ways to work around it and ways to improve. Uh, but ultimately, people themselves have to say, you know what? I failed yesterday. I'm going to get up today and I'm going to have the best day I ever had. And, and that comes from within, um, with, you know, some, some percentage of the ability to change it. So how much of that lies in, you know, maybe a full circle here? If you know your product or your service well, then you really do value um, the impact it can have for an organization. Therefore, you now have confidence to go and introduce that to a prospect because you know you can make a difference. Ergo, if I don't know my product or service well, I don't have that ability to be convincing and to have that self-confidence. Yeah, as long as the product and and or service knowledge goes full circle back to how it will help that prospect's uh, company, how it will help them personally to succeed in the company. And, and it ties back to the value that it brings. Um, a lot of us know features and functions and, you know, it's great stuff. In fact, when new new reps come on board, a lot of times they get so much product knowledge that you really just want to go and share it about how great all these features are and how much you're going to like it. But in, if, in fact, you don't need it as a buyer, then, you know, again, I go back to really tying it into what the buyer needs and how it will help that buyer um, specifically. So we need to be able to customize that product and service um, insight so that we can help 
every uh, company if it's a good fit for them. You know, it's crazy to hear you say that because I've had this conversation with my marketing beer support where they'll do a feature dump, say on a website or an email, <laughs> you know, it is, it is A, it is B, it is C. Isn't this great? And I'm like, so what? You know, what does this matter to me? Connect the dots for me because I don't understand. Which leads to kind of the second part, which you you alluded to there was the ability to, you know, ask a question that that's qualifying and then shut up and listen. Don't be afraid to listen and not be thinking about your next, you know, line in your script. Genuinely listen. Do you see that often when you're training new SDRs? Well, that's, that's our hope. You know, that's our goal. And one of the things that I like to say to new people is that when you actually get on the phone and you actually talk to people who may have very limited time, they may be speaking very uh, quickly to you, you know, they may want you to just spit out what it is that you have to say. It's okay if you don't have all the answers and it's okay if you end the call professionally, uh, you can always call back. You can always call back in a couple of weeks, you know, when you totally get, oh, this would have been so helpful for that buyer that I was talking to, that potential buyer. Um, you can call them back or you can send them an email and say, you know, we spoke a few weeks ago. People usually forget conversations. And, and you can say, you know, there was one specific aspect that I think really might help you in terms of the, um, you know, the marketing research that your firm does. And, and I'd love to share that with you. Uh, so you don't have to have all the answers. And, and that's something we want to have when we're new. We just can't have them all. I mean, I don't have all the answers now. Do you, Daryl? <laughs> <laughs> well, I like to tell my wife I do, but she might disagree <laughs> with me. So, so that's we're learning great. every day, right? <laughs> oh, my, are we learning? All right. One yeah. piece of advice, one final piece of advice. From Lawyer Richardson, who's done this over and over again, who's helped so many uh, people start their SDR career, what would it be? Don't have too high of expectations too soon. In other words, pace yourself. Set some smaller goals for success. Maybe one goal is that you want to close your first deal. Um, and that's not going to happen your first day, probably, in most um, complex sales organizations anyway. So what other goals can you set for yourself so that you feel rewarded? You know, when we call people all day long, when we're emailing people working to get answers, there are days when I'll email people and I don't get anyone to answer me and it can be frustrating. So get some quick wins and, you know, be, be happy with um, attaining those goals and then just keep building them and building them. There you have it. Words of wisdom from Lori Richardson, founder of the sales consultancy, Score More Sales. Check her out at scoremoresales.com. Lori, thank you for your time today. I've had so much fun talking to you. It was my pleasure, Daryl. Thank you. All right, guys. If you enjoyed today's show, then stay tuned. We're doing it again. It's going to happen real soon. Please track us, bookmark us, follow us, subscribe to us, all the usual stuff. You know how it works. In the meantime, we've had a great time talking to you. We'll talk to you soon next time. When we talk more about Inside, Inside Sales. You've been listening to another episode of Inside Sales. One of the ever-growing list of programs on the ever-growing Funnel Radio Network. Brantwork listeners like you. 